is brought to you ad-free thanks to all of our wonderful patrons. You can get tons of exclusive content and help us keep the show going by joining at patreon.com slash Flop. Welcome to this episode of Shonen Flop, where we talk about manga and Shonen Jump that didn't make it big. I'm David. I'm Jordan. <laughs> Jordan is still mad from the warm-up body. I'm furious. If you want to hear that, you can learn that David calls a fucking hot dog a glizzy. Channel that rage. Oh my god, I'm angry. And that's our guest, <laughs> Shaves. Hey, it's Shaves. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Oh, man, oh, man. Uh, this is a little hey. hour, but yeah, uh, just a quick note. Our next episode will be Fabricant 100. So if you want to talk about that, join us in the Discord and submit your six-word summary. Find a link to our Discord on shonenflop.com. But Shaves, you might tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I run two YouTube channels, Whoa. one where I post anime video essays and AMVs, and another one where I post AnyTube Digest, where I talk about other people's anime YouTube videos, as well as live stream on that second channel. I'm currently finishing a two-year project where I read the entire anime encyclopedia. Jesus, what? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> would be a good company. Yeah. Read the encyclopedia. I also work as an associate producer for Discotech Media, creating special features for them, trailers, polishing closed captions. I've worked on Project Deco, Digimon. Oh, hell yeah. Can I just say, Shabes, the, uh, the AMV is an almost lost art. Yeah, and it certainly is a lost art when they don't get a lot of views. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I'm glad you're <laughs> keeping it alive. <laughs> God, I try. Listener, go watch them right now. I've done two projects where I took an entire album and set an anime to each track. And so you can listen to the entire album with like a different anime or a different thing. You got to say what the album is. The first one was The Money Store. Oh, hell yeah! And it was actually a collaboration. I did one AMV and then I had a bunch of my YouTube buddies each make an AMV for each track whole album. I hear that Gaga can't handle that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's on my channel. Then uh, there was another one where there's more to it. There was a lot, but the album was Rap Songs by Rose Sweatshirt. Nice. Solid choices. Now, isn't every store a money store because it costs money? You don't get it. You don't get it. Do I don't get it. I'm just a humble glizzy goblin. <sighs> but anyway, we're here to talk about stars. Also, Shaves, are you going to be doing a video on this podcast recording, which will then have to make a rebuttal to your video on the video that you are on? <laughs> Mm, I don't know. This particular uh, series didn't necessarily impress me. It did not. So why don't we get into the manga details where Jordan's going to tell us a lot of things about stars. Yeah. And not just the one that we're recording with. Hey. Yeah. Now, Maxie B and Tucker both say to just call it stars. And they wrote in here, suck it, Jordan. Definitely they wrote that. You know what? Fuck you, David. I'm going <laughs> to call it standards because that's what it spells. You can't just right. put a fucking ampersand in there and say it's an ant. I don't care. I don't fucking care. Because you're right, Jordan. There's no notable manga that Rain and Shonen Jump have a silent symbol in the name of it. And you it's know. bullshit when they all do it, too. You're just going to go beat Tagashi up for Hunter Hunter. I actually really like Danders. At first, I tried it, and I was like, it doesn't quite... But when you said it just now, I'm like, that's way more iconic than yeah. the stars. What the fuck is stars? David, here's the thing. I don't respect this series. I don't either. So I'm going to call it Standers. Fine. But like, what I'm saying is that's actually giving it a, a compliment. You're improving their title. Exactly. <laughs> but tell us about who made this fuck that you don't respect. So the writer of this was Ryosuke Takeuchi. They were an assistant for Kei Kawano Grand Slam. Akira Katsuki, who did uh, Medica Box and Shonen Shoujo. <laughs> Kamiya Kaji, who did Meister. Yusuke Murata, who did Ice Shield 21 and One Punch Man. Yeah, some pretty heavy hitters here. Right? 
but he jumped around a lot. Like, how long yeah. did he work on all those series, you know? And at, at what points, right? All I knew from the author of, like, just what Mal told me is that he was an assistant to Horikoshi. And also the fact that he wrote this but he didn't draw it also says a lot. Sure. Yeah. What is he really gaining? Because these are all artists, like, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. No knock on the mangakas who are just writers or mangakas who are just artists, but... Oh, no. You have a point. He interned for Murata. He didn't intern for one, you know? That's a very good distinction because there's a difference with the writing in Ice Shield 21 and the writing in One Punch Man. Yes. <laughs> this guy's other works include All You Need Is Kill with Takeshi Ob- Obata on our, you know, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. The, the manga that shall not be named's very own Takeshi <laughs> Obata. Oh, yeah. Based on the, high, on the light novel by Hiroshi uh, Sakurazaka. Yeah, there was a uh, Hollywood film adaptation named Edge of Tomorrow with Tom yep. Cruise and Emily Blunt. It was really good. Wasn't that also called Live, Die, Repeat? Wasn't there a whole thing where it had like three different titles? Yes. They retconned the name of the movie after it came out. But yeah, I've heard it's pretty good. Also, uh, this guy did Moriarty the Patriot, which is I've heard is like a smash hit. God damn. Actually got an anime. Yeah, 19 volumes. Yeah, no, it's basically what if Moriarty from Sherlock Holmes was the protagonist? 19 plus volumes. Yeah, that's massive. But the the artist, Masaru Miyakawa, was an assistant for Murata on Ice Shield 21 and One Punch Man, as well as Horikoshi on My Hero Academia and Omega Doki Zoo. Uh, <laughs> Which we have covered. We did cover. They had as assistants Yukinori Kawaguchi on Hoopman Tokyo and a Tokyo Revengers spinoff. As well as Tepe Fukushima for a manga called We Are Magical Boys. David, we are magical boys. We are just some boys. Yeah. This guy's other work is My Capricorn Friend uh, for one volume. And it was written by Otsuichi. Some adaptation of a novel. And Murders at the House of Death. Wow, what a title. (laughs) Oh man, no one dies at the murder house. (laughs) Yeah. The House of Death? People die there? What the fuck? Yeah, so that went for four volumes. Written by Masahiro Imamura, another adaptation of a novel. We're not here to talk about that shit. We're here to talk about standards or stars, I guess. This ran from July 4th, 2011. So America's birthday, yeah. Yeah, they don't really care. Like, I, I just saw, I saw like a trigger video and they're like, I guess it's Independence Day or something. And it was like July 2nd. So it's like, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think they know. To April 16th, 2012. And this had 39 fucking chapters. 39 fucking chapters! This was so long. Holy shit. We actually had to put a new policy into place because of this manga. I was like, Maxi B, can you also consider density of the chapters besides its length? And they're like, that's a good point. So, uh, Jordan, I promise we will never read something this dense again. <laughs> dense. What, what's so funny, the irony is that it's it was dense and yet nothing happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wouldn't mind the density if stuff happened. It was all empty calories. Yeah. It's like, imagine you ate like a giant bowl of like salad and you're like, oh, we trenched it in bacon fat. So you actually just ate like an 800 calorie salad. Yeah, a giant bowl and you had to eat it or you would get shot. Yeah. Oh, and Jordan, do you mind telling us about what it replaced and all that? I was about to get to that, David. Yeah. Thank you. It replaced Marchin Oji Grimm by Kizuke Watanabe. I'm assuming that is all German, except for Oji. For two volumes, that was a flop. And it replaced uh, Koi Some Momiji by Tsuguro Sakamoto and Tadahiro Miura. 
and it's flop eligible as MaxiB always writes in giant text. Series to start at the same time as it is Hari Sagawa in Mirror World by Yasuhiro Kano. You want to hear that? You got like two or three episodes ago. Yeah. Like we kind of just covered that. But let's get in to this very long plot summary, David. Oh, man. So much fucking happens. In 2019, humanity gets a message from aliens saying to meet on Mars in 2035. At that same time, <laughs> like a little baby boy named Shirafume Maho says, his first word, which is Mars. Flash forward 15 years, Maho is now a kid obsessed with space. He's got his childhood friend Megaru, who's definitely not his girlfriend, and a stoic smart guy named Wataru, and together, they're gonna try and go to the Space Academy so they can go to Mars. Maho misses his application deadline because he was watching a fucking supernova. It's like how Einstein skipped class to study calculus and shit, but Wataru sends it, and thankfully it allows you to bring two other people for some reason. That was like, how do you fuck this up in your first chapter when you actually have time to think about it? Like, what? When they get there, they find out that the principal of the school is Fifi Collins, who discovered the original message as a little girl, but is now a much older hot lady. Imagine, though, if there was a plot twist that <laughs> she was Phil Collins' granddaughter, <laughs> and he just Let's shows go. up. Hey, 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 God. hey. Better series. Yep. The thematic, uh, it's like, oh my god, it relates to her backstory with Phil Collins singing in the in the, the air of the night about that yeah. guy who said the guy who died, the one guy that did but didn't, and then the climax is just like the onomatopoeia, ba-doom, 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 ba-doom. Right. So yeah, listener, all of that was the first chapter. Then they do an exam to get into the school, and they do, which took twelve chapters. Nothing of significance happens during that. Nothing of significance happens. Only 12. At least 12. I feel like it was longer. It should have been longer. It should have been longer. They introduced a bunch of characters that are not relevant at all. That's the, that's basically <laughs> the only thing that happens. A girl named Aizumi appears to take Megaru's place as the token girl. She has been working to decode the alien message and discovers that they're supposed to be children with the power of map, sound, and memory. If you forgot that the author told us that there was supposed to be one child. Yeah. And suddenly now there is three children. Yes. Aizumi apparently did the same thing that Maho did, where her first word was Mars. On the day the message was sent, she just like suddenly remembered that one day. They're pretty sure that Maho is the map kid because he has really good like spatial awareness. And Aizumi is the sound kid. But who's the memory kid? Popcorn David. One day, Maho has a dream that he sat in a chair. He tells Fifi this, and she flips <laughs> out because they found this weird structure on Mars. And damn, I guess it looks like a chair. Bam! Whoa! They're not exaggerating. They're really not. It's just, they're just like, chair. <laughs> chair? Chair. Oh my god, that thing we found! It's a chair! I think Maho's the one that's like, it looks like a chair. And they're like, oh my god, you're right. No, no, he says he had a dream with a chair. And Fifi's like, oh, right, no, they make a connection, right. They're like, oh, my God, a chair. The right. word chair. <laughs> oh, Fifi's so kidding. cringe. So stupid. Imagine if they played into the face of Mars and actually was like a giant person. And he just gets up and sits in the chair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Unfortunately, a big tornado covered the structure up, so the kids come up with a plan to smash a satellite into it to take a picture, destroying billions of dollars worth of equipment, and the head of stars is like, holy shit, that's genius after he just finished doing a line of code. That guy was like, I look like a bad guy. I look like I'm going to say no, and you're going to have to convince me. But like the next panel, he's like, you're right. That is what we should do. I bet. Conflict. What? This series with conflict? What? Every step of the way where there's like some dramatic thing, there's just like, no, don't worry about it. No, nah. it's, it's like, all right. So they do that and discover a huge shadowy figure is building some kind of tower. Aho immediately passes out. When he wakes up, he starts drawing a huge blueprint nonstop. Then Wataru suddenly gets powers because he's the memory guy. Whoa, just suddenly. Author totally seeded this. Damn, author. If only you had 20 plus chapters to set anything up. It's a shame you didn't. Yeah. yeah, he goes where Maho is, points at his blueprint, is like, I remember that's something there. And the three kids in Fifi go to Mars and go inside the structure where they sit in three chairs and a really nice alien named Peropinian appears. He uses Azumi to speak for him because she's sound girl. That's what she does. Oh, also I want to point there were other astronauts there. They just contributed absolutely nothing. Oh, no, no. They, they were characters, but they didn't do anything. I would like to point out at this point in the series, on the site that we're reading this on, there's one bro who's like commenting yes! every other every yes, other chapter or whatever. Guy. And the guy was like, look, I don't care if it's a man or a woman. I'm smashing. That guy was awesome. I'm so glad you saw that guy, too. Absolute base character. He was my favorite character in this manga. <laughs> <laughs> He also like when the when the author like said there were three kids, that guy was also like, oh, the author's trying to fucking pull something over on us. Like he didn't just say there was one kid. He just says what we're all thinking. I love that guy. I was so upset when he stopped. No, comments on the last chapter. I didn't see that. Yeah, that guy was awesome, though. I'll say it later. Uh, Parapunyan explains that he's lonely and wants to save stars from di- sorry, standers from dying. No, this was stars. This was that he was talking about actual stars. Yeah. Not the organization, the Hoshi. As the Baga was like, these are Hoshi, like a sentient creature yeah. from dying because stars are alive. So after teaching the kids how to astral project, he brings them to Betelgeuse. Beetlejuice. Whatever. They're about to supernova. <laughs> and Jordan points out he says Beetlejuice. Yeah, he does say it three times, right. <laughs> he says Beetlejuice three times, yes. They see a cute little girl, a sentient star creature, stuck inside the star and crying. And this is the part where the commenter was like, I don't care if she's a thousand years old. That's a child. I'm not smashing that. (laughs) It's like, all right, good for you, man. Hell yeah, dude. Thanks for the clarification. Respect. Okay. You know what? That's not a given among anime fans. Okay. I respect that. She is the personification of the, excuse my French, fucking star. And her name is Beetlejuice Betelgeuse-chan or Bell-chan. She's lonely and scared, so Atru says he's lonely too. Everyone works hard to pull her out of the star, which like, okay. Out of the star that was like her body, I thought. Yeah, it, yeah all right, sure. But then because the star is lonely or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they never really explain the relationship of these star avatars and the stars. This is in like the last three chapters. Like the vast majority of the story has already happened. Jordan always likes to talk about when a series kind of soft reboots itself. And this is one of the most blatant instances that I've ever seen in a manga. This is insane. 
I don't know if it was soft reboot so much as it was like, no, the school part was like the beginning of Bleach or, you know, it's like the first phase of a lot of these long running battle shonens. And then it, it was very clear that like when they got to astral projecting and saving these creatures, that's what the, the mangaka really wanted to do. But yeah. they got there so rushed and sloppily that it doesn't matter for shit. Every plot point that they bring up gets resolved by the end of the chapter or by the end of the next chapter. We will get to this. We will get to this. Anyway, Harapunyan explains that Belchan is a Hoshi, a spirit of the star. And his people discover that if you make two Hoshis touch, then they fuse together into one being. So his people want to make all of them fuse together for some reason. Because, like, the beginning of the universe. Then the humans bring Parapunian and Belchan back to Earth, where they are celebrities, of course. Mm -hmm. And then Parapunian brings them to all to his planet, where they're celebrities. Where they're celebrities, the yeah. humans. Yeah. Yeah. Watru wants to make a hospital in space, which sounds way cooler than anything in this manga. That's the last chapter. It's over. Space. Space hospital. <laughs> Technically, it ends on a half chapter of like celebrating New Year's or whatever. And it's just like a little cute comic thing. It doesn't have any, anything to do with the plot. There's also like a half beach chapter. Right, right. And then Commodore was like, ain't no way. Are you telling me they ended it like this? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, he's right. But like he read it two years ago. I don't know when they put this on this website or translated this, but like it was around the time when it came out, which is 2011. Like this guy should have known that it was coming up to the end of the series. It's like you got to anticipate these things, my guy. You got to expect them to do something better than this. Yeah, the naivete. It does feel like an act series. But like, I was wondering, like, with how fast they were going, I was like, are they just, did they just want it to be this short? Were they just like, eh, I'm bored. I want to do something else. Or, or maybe their partnership wasn't working. I don't know. This series was presumably going to go on for 100 plus chapters. Yeah, we'll speculate that. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Let's get into the characters. So, Shapes, why don't you tell us about Naruto? <laughs> oh, sure. oh, to call him a Naruto clone is such an insult to Naruto. It is, dude. it yeah. is. It's such an injustice because at least Naruto had like an edge to him and like something that felt like a, a I don't know, a force, like something to kind of work against him, like his attitude and the things that he was setting himself back. This kid's Jesus. This kid's fucking perfect. Unless you're blatantly evil, you're an extremely good person. In hey, movie. hey, I have yeah. a question. So they talk all the time about this kid is an absolute genius in space. Why is he getting low scores in school? Oh, yeah, they're like, he barely passed the Space Academy. And I'm like, right. what? He, he has like, he's a genius with no space. There was no evidence for that. There was no evidence for that. He yeah. knows so fucking much about space. Like, he's just like, the guy doesn't have any negative qualities. He doesn't have anything abrasive to him or weird. Or he's like, ah, he's a little weird. He's a little scampy, but we love him. Like, he, he's he's here all the same, right? It's it, There's nothing to contrast his passion for space. It is just like, he's a nice guy. Like, that's it. You want to you wanna know one of the parts of the manga that, like, made me really annoyed, which was they let this kid be the first person to set foot on For Mars. No reason. And he doesn't seem to give a shit. Right? He doesn't, like, say, oh, this is amazing. I get to be the first person on Mars. Like, literally one of the most iconic human achievements for the next like thousand years and he just does it and he's like wow that was cool it's he also a, yeah. did not earn that right he didn't yeah, earn that there right was so much like literally the arcade are like you should do it and none of the adults like disagree there's so much that they don't earn because that there's a lot of big moments that happen and because the thing is going by so fast because they want to get to this kind of abstract cool thing of like the stars are sentient guys that like they it doesn't matter they'll give a shit 
That wouldn't even have bothered me so much if they played it up like this big emotional moment for Maho, which how could it not be? Right. Like, that's what pissed me off. It's just like, okay, you just got on Mars, this thing that you've wanted to do forever, and you're the first person in human history. No one even points out that it's weird that he didn't care. It was just like, ah, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. You know, the only good thing about Naruto is that how his dad is fucking awesome. <laughs> well, That's no, we, we did about this character. Oh, you mean you mean Maho? You don't mean actual Naruto? I was about to be like, dude, you're not about to do yes, this. Maho's dad is the best part about Maho. I agree. <laughs> he at least has some characterization to him. We might bring back best anime dad at the floppies this year just to give him that award. Yeah, he's he's very supportive. But Maho calls him an idiot. Well, his dad is a himbo. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. That's true. Mm-hmm. He is. I love my himbo space father. Yeah. But for the sake of time, we do have to move on. So, Jordan, do you mind telling us about Water? Uh, so Sasuke. Yeah. Also an insult to Sasuke. <laughs> You're right. He's, uh, that is also an insult to Sasuke. Is it his name Yuta from Black Clover? He's more like Yuta. Oh, I don't know anything about Black Clover. Well, he's similar where, like, he's similar, he looks like the Sasuke stand-in, but then, autom- like, all of a sudden, he's like, I'm on your side. Like, a very friendly side, like, a friendly best friend type of character. Uh, so this guy is boring, like, all the characters. <laughs> he wants to be Doctor. His dad was Doctor. And his main conflict is that he actually wants to go into space, which isn't, like, a real conflict, actually. Because it states, his dad never pressured him to be a Doctor. He just kind of mentioned it a lot and kind of assumed it at this point. Yeah, can we also talk about, like, like, there's a social hierarchy, and like a stereotypical social hierarchy for jobs where it's like, you know, lawyer, engineer, doctor, astronaut is in that tier. Astronaut is amazing. No one's like, you're just a lowly astronaut. Why don't you get a real job like your brother is a lawyer? I know. <laughs> he keeps saying he wants to be a space doctor specifically. Jordan, remember space doctors? Because he meets the cool guy. He meets this like cool side character. Jordan and I made a fake TV show called Space Doctors that I just remembered about. And we started, we wrote, wrote it like 15 years ago. David, there was an actual TV show called Space Doctors too, I'm pretty sure. I thought that was Space Cops. You're right, but I think there was also a Space Doctors. I think those both existed at different points. That's Um, a core memory. But yeah, no, I want to point something out, Shapes. You said he met a cool guy. That guy was awesome. I love that guy. He's in a grand total of 10 panels. 10 panels. He comes back in the last chapter. That includes the last chapter. Steals every panel he is in. His name's Redman or Reedman. Yeah, he's a Hideo Kojima character. That guy rules. Oh my God. That's my pitch. They should have made the manga about him. They should have. It would have been better. And then also, by the way, listeners, we're going to skip Meguru, a.k.a. the Sakura, because she's even more useless than Sakura is Naruto. Hey. Oh, oh my God. Hey. Oh, man. But we do have to talk about Fifi Collins. She's the principal. She doesn't really do much. She's just, I feel like that must have been weird. She was on a spaceship with three kids. She's a, like kind of like the All Might, like the uh, kind of the instigating character because she's like the first major character we're introduced to where the aliens give this message that you got to meet us on Mars in like 15 years or, or like in a certain period of time. And she's the one that kind of gets that uh, or learns about that. And so she's been very close with the, the this whole project this whole time like announcing it to the world and then she's the principal and it's like oh wow she must be really cool and it's like it, she's just there a lot of characters are just there she also has a sister named td Collins. yeah that like doesn't matter doesn't That's fucking just matter like, even remotely yeah like she doesn't even meet any of the characters doesn't have this relationship at all with fifa like you would think maybe there's something adversarial about it maybe subject but not she, not really. she just has a sister in florida right right yeah, and then uh, there's also Izumi. I'm just, 
Yeah, does anyone have anything? She's just Earth Child. I'm not quite sure why she exists when there's literally a third main female character that the series just completely drops. Oh my god, we're gonna get into this in a little bit. So yeah, Izumi, she does she's basically just fucking replacement token female. She is the sound power. And then Parapunian, let's just fucking get this over with. He's like a space dude. He He's really nice. He's way too fucking nice. There's no plot twist about him. He's just a really nice alien. He's just a really nice guy. That would be interesting if there was a plot twist. Yeah. You'd think that like with the kind of the media where it's like, oh, we kind of are worried about aliens, right? There's this like fear about them. And I think there is something kind of subversive of where the aliens are actually pretty chill. But like there's no conflict of like, should we even trust them or anything like that? There's no. When he says, come on to my spaceship to like, we're going to discuss this further. There was no like, hey, maybe this is a bad idea like maybe they're gonna what is he gonna do with them no they're like go go I also want to say Izumi got into the Academy on special recommendation, which why did Maho, who also has superpowers, not just get in through a special recommendation? Yeah. You know, how about the fact that they suddenly out of fucking nowhere just decide that Wataru has the power? They never say, oh, when he was a baby, he said Mars too. Like that didn't happen. You mean like when he did a bunch of exams, which could have shown he had supernatural powers and instead he just acts it's because of how fast they're going. Literally, the chapter where they're like, oh, there's three children we have to find, and one of them has this power, because we already, they could, they literally do headcan, like, well, I think this one's Maho, and I think this one's the other girl, because, yeah, sounded, sounded, uh, map sounds right. Who's the memory person? Hmm. And then the very next chapter, they figure it out. There's no search at all. We're getting off topic. Let's get into why it felt so we can actually start tearing this apart. We're basically there. Yeah, so Jordan, uh, so what would you say is the main thing now that it's actually the slate is clean and you can pick what issue we have for this manga? What's the first one that stands out to you and why is it the colossal amount of text that didn't fucking matter? It's sort of related to that, David, but I think this series should have started at chapter 35. Yeah. That is the first time something interesting happens in the whole fucking manga. When we learn an actual science fact for the first time in 34 (laughs) chapters. Oh, God. I mean, that too, but it's just like that's when the actual plot starts. Do you mind just telling the audience what explicitly chapter 35 was? It might be chapter 34. What I'm thinking of is when they actually get to fucking Mars and the alien is like, yo, we want to find the Hoshi and make them fuse. There you go. That's a plot. All right. I don't fully understand the plot, but that's a plot. That is an actual driving force for this manga. There you go. That is a goal. I did it. You know, I'll I'll push I'll push back a little on it because I did think that the time limit of we have this amount of time to meet these aliens and making a story about eligibility of like getting the space. And you had like a care, a main character who's what's his gimmick? What's his power? Right. This guy has very big spatial awareness and it's kind of a complicated power, but you can kind of there's ways that the story introduces that he can. He has these different ideas and abilities, but he doesn't really give that to any other character except later when. And they start to have like, oh, they're special. They're the chosen one. I agree, though, that like when it gets to Mars and you're starting to play with more fantastical ideas that these stars are sentient and here we have to save all of them or something to get to this greater mystery. That is kind of the bigger intrigue, I guess. I could have seen this work, honestly, but like it was just sloppily done. By the time we get there, it didn't matter. Yeah, we get this. This was an interesting idea. I do think, though, that the problem is, is like, since there's no conflict, that idea wouldn't work anyway. Like, you can't have, like, a cool space race. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, the entire world saw that there were aliens. And they're like, get to Mars. They're like, yeah, absolutely no need to have competition. No one absolutely wants to exploit the fact that some independent nation can be the first country to make contact with aliens and use their technology. 
put it all aside. We're all friends. It's literally world peace, you know? Yeah, yeah world peace yeah. happens. But I will say, here's the thing. I would agree with you on a theoretical level, looking at the actual manga. Oh, I agree with you. I'm saying it theoretically, too. Yeah. Theoretically, yes. The idea behind the manga of, like, having this... If the fucking um, time limit ever felt like it mattered. Like, they skipped, like, nine months of the time in one chapter. Yeah. They literally skip over seven, and it's like, there's no progression, no development. The tests don't mean anything because they happen, they just solve them so instantly and quickly. Like, I actually thought, like, the first puzzle that they were, they introduced when they were doing the, like, one person has to assemble these blocks, the other person has, uh, can see them assembling the blocks, like the person assembling a blindfolded. He creates this whole, uh, elaborate scenario, and that could have been a really cool place, kind of like, you know, if we're, if we're drawing connections to naruto right like the bell test give them characterization what are they good at how do they bounce yeah. off of each other but it doesn't matter because maho's just oh i know what we're building and they yeah. just cheats it he just cheats it and it's done yeah the whole point of the test is to have these people work together and they would use maho's like spatial recognition and yeah, like, they maybe all have their own talents but yeah, after a certain point, Maho's like, oh, I know this is the mars rover yeah no i got this guys you don't have to do shit i got this and it's like so well great stupid. Awesome. Right, right. Again, also, these people have superpowers, so it's like, it's not fair that he could just take the test of everyone. Yeah, but like, it would have balanced better if other people have those kinds of powers like him. I, obviously, I'm talking separate from like, oh, he has a little chosen one Mars type of special whatever. But like, it would have been interesting if the rival character that they meet, who is like the top listing, like the, the A-list, like top of the class, whatever yeah. they meet, if he actually had an adversarial relationship with the main character. But no, of course, he's also friends with him. He's like, wow, you're so cool like what are we doing here and as we pointed out none of that mattered no because the only ones who got to go to space were the ones with powers anyway uh, yeah also i'm just so mad that they didn't do any cool science facts i really thought that's what would actually give me interest but it, like they dropped that concept because like his offer didn't want to do any research yeah i noticed that do you guys understand what happened in the end because amachi's like i'm not going to go to the big space meetup but then he's there then anyway. he's there Pretty sure what he's referring to is like what Parapunian wants to do is go out further to like these expedition missions, like what they did saving Beetlejuice, like that actual process going from like Mars to stretching out to light years away to do this thing. I think he's stepping down from doing that. Yeah. But like bringing the 500 people to Parapunian's planet is something different. He's like, I think my place is to establish this hospital that the humans are going to need when they are planting this area on Mars or, or in Parapunian's home planet. I think that's what he's referring to was he's like he's not going to go on the explicit adventures with them but it's weird because he's saying that to maho and the the childhood friend girl who wasn't also going on the things anyway so it's like oh they just let her tag along right right they really just let her tag along yeah because it's like oh it's okay there was a little bit of characterization which is like oh no they're gonna go off without me that's really dramatic and interesting but then like two pages later they're like oh no we're, we're creating a whole expedition where 500 people can go so you can tag along there's no worry about it at all all right sure that's who you should be bringing up to mars as a random 16 year old with no powers this is why star wars started in episode four no, 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 <laughs> no, because at least you actually have like a lore to it. When you, if you're just watching Star Wars in a vacuum, you have a bad guy, you actually have conflict, you have an empire and a rebellion. But that's what I'm saying. They didn't start it at the point where it wasn't interesting. Sure, they sure. They started it at the point where they had all of that established. This manga like ends at the point where it's starting to get interesting. It just, it wastes like everything. 
even the part where it's starting to get interesting, they still haven't established a conflict. The yeah. only conflict is the natural death of a star. They also are like, well, it's just a part of it, and more stars will be created by this star dying. Right, so there's nothing, it's like, okay, so what are we doing this for? They're not even like, we're trying to reverse entropy. Yeah, it's like, what are we, what are we trying to do this for? We also kind of skipped something David mentioned, which is the text! So much text! Holy shit! Doesn't help that this this series was not well translated. No, it's, it was not. It does not give an official release. It was by fans, and you literally see like some of the the title pages being like, "We lost our translator. You could help us. That'd be great." Yeah. For like a couple pay a couple chapters, they were like, "Yeah, the Japanese to Indonesian translation, thanks to this person. The Indonesian to English translation, thanks to this person." It's like, and so there's so many wonderful gems of like, you know, some misspellings, obviously, like some gram, gram grammatical things, but it's just not compelling prose. Like no. it's okay if it. It was a ton of text if it was actually interesting, right? If it was actually like dramatic dialogue or something. But no, it was such a slog, not just because of how much there was, because of the quality. Quality sucked. You could have taken out so much. There was like one panel I remember where um uh like Aizumi's like saying something and she's like, Oh, I'm so like nervous, but she's drawn looking nervous. <laughs> right. So it's like, you didn't even have to say that. She's stuttering while she's talking. So it's like, why even have that? You're going to see in my uh, my six word summary where I go into that. Unfortunately, just for the sake of time, we do have to start getting the positives because there are some good parts. Yeah. So, Shapes, if you were, though, to say something good about this series, why would you say the art is the best? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say the, the character designs are very modern, especially for 2011. If someone told me this came out like four years ago, I would believe. Oh, uh, yeah. It does feel like something from like 2019 or 2018 or something or even even more recent. It's actually the art style of manga in 2019 looks like. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, it's nothing special, but it's good. The art is very well done. It reminds me of uh, Glinka and Gluna, where, like, the story is a mess, but damn, that art. Which is his own experience. I wouldn't necessarily say that they're doing anything creative with paneling or direction no. or visual storytelling, because, no. like, again... No, <laughs> what story? I do think the the writing is so bogging it down that, like you said earlier, with um the girl looking nervous, but then saying she's nervous. This is a positive section, though. Right. <laughs> Fair. The visuals are fine for me. I really wanted to say about the story, I, I did think the time limit at the beginning was interesting. And yeah. it's sort of like the One Piece type of, the, like the kind of like the, the bait at the end. It's like, this is where it's building towards and being very clear about that. And it's sad because a lot of these like positive things I could be saying, like I did think the plot of... One of the tests they do of going underwater and having this journey, I thought some of the tests were good. I actually, some of the premises of like, here's the twist and everything. And, you know, I know I, I know this is the positive section, but unfortunately, they resolve all of these interesting ideas they had for tests very, very quickly. But with whatever they did have, I was like, okay, maybe there's something here. And it, it kept me, yeah. it was like, all right, maybe what, what are they going to do here? And it ended up being so fast that I think around the halfway point, I was like, all right, every time they introduce something new, it's like, well, how are they going to squander this cool idea? Yeah. <laughs> I think the Mars airplane task was actually pretty interesting. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that was easily the most interesting one. If there was more of that, their solution was after. Right. Like the way it was solved and everything. And they're not infusing it with character. They're not making it really about uh, a character going through something or overcoming something. It's unfortunate. A lot of it has to do with that writing, I'd say, with like you're not giving the characters interesting moments. Yeah. But I think they conceptually, I think they had something, but it's all the execution. I also think that the whole neuron looking like the universe thing, which is something I've heard before, but I've never actually seen a work of fiction really utilize that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just that's a cute idea. And then Jordan, how about you? Um, shit. 
Jordan's got to say one nice thing about this manga before we can go to the next section. Oh my god. Um. Well, there was that one character that, you liked, that right? Red, I was just going to say, yeah, the, that doctor dude, Red Man. Yeah. There's no Method Man here, but Red Man. He was, he was cool. He was like, ah, oh, the cool doctor who told me that, like, you could make hospitals in space. Which, again, the idea of a hospital in space, way better idea. We were smart to come up with that, David. That is a way better idea than this manga. Also, his name is Reed Man. Sanjay Reed Man. Sanjay Reed Man. God. Oh my god, he is cool. I also say the, the the two moments that I think that did affect me in terms of like, wow, it did feel like he kind of built that up pretty well and, and it did have a payoff was was all had to do with the extra, extraterrestrial stuff. Yeah. So when they, they're taking the picture in the tornado and the first drone doesn't get a picture and you're like, oh crap, they're not going to get anything. And then there's like, oh, they're coming up with something and it's like a page turn and you see this like, what the fuck is that? Right. Yeah. Like it's it isn't what I don't think it is what we expected, really. No. It was it was a good surprise. It was cool. We didn't mention it, but basically what it is is it's this giant shadowy figure building Nebulous the tower. cloud. And right, we, we right. learn later that it is Maho as a baby. Right. Yeah. And they don't explain that. <laughs> so it kind of squanders <laughs> that. They're like, what do you mean? So he did that in the in the past and the future? Like how how <laughs> It's it's literally the fuck. What was that movie that came out that was like aliens from the future, but was actually humanity from the future? I don't know. What was the Nolan movie? Um, Tenet? Maybe you'll spoil it I don't if, know. That's a, if it's a reveal. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Interspace? Interstellar, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh right. Right. I had to add some wonky time stuff. That's right. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, we're on the topic, though, of <laughs> better plots. Let's get into where it could have gone. Yeah. All right. So, David, what would you say is a way you would have changed the series? And why is it like if they had met the aliens, the alien just went like square up and then it turned into a human versus alien record of Ragnarok? And it was just yeah. People fighting on Mars. It would have been conflict. Imagine that, though, if the alien was like, all right, now you got to square up with these like al- these star avatars. Yeah. <laughs> it became that like, shonen battle manga you were hoping for, Jordan. Yeah. Well, it, again, would have been conflict. It would have been like something. Instead, they just go to the other planet and they're like, hey, let's do some space capitalism here. Let's just uh, let's do some trading. They talk about that. They actually talk about the merchandise. I had a note about that where they turned into the capitalist abuse of aliens was one of my pitches for that, what they could have done about the series. Yeah, and then the, the aliens feel like, what the fuck? That would have been really funny. Also, speaking of that, how about the alien take off the mask that appeared? Like, I guess that's just part yeah. of his face, but it looks like he's wearing a mask the whole time. Yeah. I don't really understand the alien's design here. Yeah. But no, I mean, my main thing is is shrink the academy stuff to like three chapters all of the tests and academy stuff to like three or four fucking chapters it's just like i guess i'm coming from like really liking a lot of the older series that are much longer than most series happening now i think jump i don't know if it's jump i don't know if it's just the set the mentality of these authors or something but i have this issue with a lot of shonen jump series of the modern age where and maybe i'm just sounding like a boomer but no i literally just finished like i, I only just watched one piece last year i only yeah. just watched naruto two years ago i only watched bleach three yeah. years like i was in my late 20s when i experienced the big three it's not nostalgia they're really really good 
And one of the things about all three, all of them and a lot of the older stuff is that they do spend that time on these lower stuff. I think if they should have spent more time on the Academy, I think they went way too fast. Doesn't make, let me feel attached to anything. And it's just kind of like, it was like, oh, well, what's the next thing? You know, I don't have an ADHD kind of brain or I, I, maybe that. I don't know. But like, uh, if, <laughs> hey, I, hey, hey, I'm not on subway surfers no, fucking. Uh, it, <laughs> no, but like it, it's weird. It's especially the, like this. I could play about other series, but it does feel like they're just going way too fast. Yeah, I kind of would have wanted that. Like you give me the time to, to ta- attach myself to the character and maybe make it less complicated. It's weird that they had to take this long like exam to get to a school and now they're in school. It's like it should have been like now you're in the actual space program and you're doing actual space things by getting into this pro you know that was a weird structure for me they were like trying to do a my hero academia thing almost yeah but with only three people mattering before my hero academia funny enough Maybe the My Hero Academia guy ripped this guy off since they knew each other. They were assistants. <laughs> That would be funny. But like, it was really disappointing where it's like you you have to kind of live in the moment. A lot of the things with the, these other series that I enjoy is that it's not just how big the world is of One Piece. It's the little moment to moment jokes yeah. and interactions with the characters and the dialogue and the, the emotions that you're there in the moment. Right. It's not typically like, oh, what's going to be there? We want to get to we're going to get to Mars like within 30 chapters. Like you just think about it. It's like, OK, if the Mars was the soul society that you wanted to get to is like, no, I really want to do this part or change it up like with like Yu Hakusho or something. If you want to do that, you still have to make the previous 30 chapters entertaining and enjoyable. Oh, well, Yu Hakusho, Yu Hakusho had a really shitty first 20 chapters. Yeah, I yeah, disagree. No, I disagree. I really enjoyed I've read the first 20 chapters of Yu Hakusho. And- Maybe in comparison to Dark Tournament and, you know, Chapter Black, they're certainly much better, but I wouldn't say that they're shit. I wouldn't say that you skip them. I mean, like, I'm talking about the spirit detective arc where he, like, helps ghosts yeah. out and stuff and it does, and yeah. they skipped in the anime. You like that part of Yu show? I enjoyed it. Well, because I, I started with the anime and going back to the manga, right? But, like, I, I was already attached to the character, like, with Yusuke and everything, and I like him interacting with Bulma, and it doesn't matter if it's, like, it's filler or something. Bulma. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, you mean Botan, right? Sorry, like... Botan. No, no, yeah, my bad. <laughs> it's all good. I'm just, I'm just, no, nah, I get it. I get it, yeah. <laughs> but fucking, uh, even with Dragon Ball, right, it would be the same thing with Bulma and, and Goku, right? Yeah. That their interactions. But fucking, I'm watching Sailor Moon right now, and the filler, like, quote unquote filler like the stuff that like they're not directly dealing with problem or anything those are way more enjoyable than the actual dealing with the problem because it's like it it's actually giving me character interactions like it's giving me like funny moments and it's entertaining right I don't necessarily need it to have the plot surging forward or something that's fair like the whole chapter of stars was just them having lunch and we get to learn more about Amachi and his re- his relationship with Maho is not just like ah you're my friend like <laughs> it's like what nothing nothing about their relation. I don't know any, I don't know the first fucking thing about what they feel about each other. You are touching on something, which actually is the biggest issue here, is that there's no conflict. No, not even internal, like, maybe there's, like, the one shy girl who, like, gets bullied into because she is called a liar or something, but that's a backstory thing. It doesn't have to do with, maybe it kind of relates to what she's currently feeling, but it's resolved, it's resolved really lamely, I don't know. So what if instead of excising the uh, the whole like academy thing, they did make it all about different academies competing against each yeah, other? Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. Make it yeah. a yeah. space race to Mars because that's what would have actually happened. 
didn't they say that in that exam of um, like when that that first one before they get to the school, they're like only one person is going to get through? I don't even know. Because like under the, the underwater walk, that shy boy who was part of the other team, they were saying how it was like only one of us are going to make it. And then he's like, only me. It's like it's a competition. I have to worry about myself. But then it doesn't matter because they all go to the school. It's like, what was this for if everybody's going to fucking... Everything about that underwater walk made no sense. All right, but I think since we're getting a little off topic, why don't we get into miscellaneous thoughts? Yeah. Oh, God. So, David, if you had to give a miscellaneous thought, what would you say? And why is it about how the main character accidentally jerked off an alien? <laughs> Which, how did we not talk about? I've been wanting to talk about this thing for the entire time I read this manga. That is the, I'm going to remember this as the alien jerk off manga. Yeah. It was not subtle. He literally jerked off that alien. He touched the alien and the alien really did appear to have an orgasm. That is like the only way to describe what the alien does. (laughs) Very unintentional because, of course, Maho's a space cadet, like a little just airhead. He's just like, oh, okay, I want to touch you. Oh, and and then like the the alien has this intense reaction. He's like, oh, I'm so happy you did that. Thank you. Oh, really sweet release. (laughs) God, that really is what it seems to be. Insane. I can't think of anything else. Clueless. That does point to uh, the little small thing of like, there's a slight bit of sexual comedy in this, like a hint, like a, a like one scene, like very late into the series where they are experiencing zero G for the first time, and Amachi or uh, Wataru accidentally falls into one of the girls' asses and then into the other girls' boobs, and they're like, "That's okay. I was learning how to deal with it zero G too." And he's like, "Yeah, it wasn't intentional. Sorry." Yeah. Yeah. The offer was getting desperate when he started. Because you see the women, the women get way more sexualized later on in the series. A little bit, yeah. Also, how insanely expensive would it be to have set up that underwater test during right? the exam arc? Like, that would have cost billions of dollars to set up a vast underwater for just that one specific purpose. That's not even the craziest one to me. The craziest one is the first test where, like, they have this uh, pretty big, like, square arena with three people doing the test there. They mention that, like, everybody's doing the test at the same time. And there's a ton of people at this point. This is the first test to weed out a ton of people. Like, how many goddamn rooms like that are there? Not to mention, but like the uh, the the other challenge of like you're gonna like remote control these robot bodies, and they have to learn how to do that. And you're like, oh, maybe this is kind of the power system. They're gonna introduce some tools. They're gonna do some like some different uh, advantages and disadvantages. But they don't do shit with it. They didn't no. do shit with it. Why did the robots actually have to be on the moon for that experiment? I don't know. I don't know. Because it's like they could have built in the lag time and not used, I assume, billions of dollars of equipment that easily could have been broken by these kids. And see, like there was a conflict there of like. Like the two astronauts, like there's a coll- a collapse or something, and one of them's injured, and they're gonna run out of air. But the people who save them are the two of the char- like two the like the main character and his like quote unquote rival, not really a rival. But it's like their lives are in danger. You know, it's just the it's just the astronauts' lives who are in danger. So it's just like even if they fail, I don't really have that much attachment to these astronaut characters anyway. If anything, it'll just be like, well, I guess that's how dangerous space is. Also, they were like, oh, it's gonna take too long to do this. Why did you have them go that far? away from everybody else to do this mission for no reason like you should know that this is potentially dangerous it's the fucking moon you've been here like god 
Uh, speaking of the moon, we have our star Max E B who has some notes saying stars is notable how it fell from grace from the magazine. Editorial pushed it hard for its first eleven chapters, giving it a really healthy place in the magazine and color pages, and they just they just gave up and then it spent the last twenty eight chapters just dwelling in the basement of the magazine. I can tell that with the the uh, you know the, the little notes in the side and the color pages that would show up yeah. when you were yeah. when we were reading it yeah they were really hyping this thing up and I think they had reason to I did think it was a, like a okay setup but it really felt like they are really rushing this they are really not putting in the work to like give us emotional payoff or any reason to attach ourselves to this story or these characters so I can I can fully believe that yeah it, it makes sense. Yeah, Maxby also notes, don't forget what STAR stands for, which you definitely could not make a better acronym for. S is Space Agency 4, T Transcendent, Ampersand is AND, R Revolutionary Technology of S Spaceman. <laughs> Space Agency for Transcendent and Revolutionary Technology of Spaceman, or, or Standers, or STARS, I'm sorry, like. It's like those Sonic the Hedgehog memes where it's like, yeah, I like to read, ready every day, I am very depressed. <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. They could have done Space Transcendent Agency for Revolutionary Technology of Spaceman. They could have put the A in the... The, the AND is over there. <laughs> like, the AND is an A. The AND is an A. Like, so they could have just put A. Like, uh. No, you're overthinking it. Big no, guy. no. Maybe, yeah. And they only say this once. They only clarify what the acronym is in the first chapter and they never bring it up again. Well, imagine if they had to say it every time. It's like what SHIELD stands for. Sure. Also, some translation stuff. We talked about translation's not good. Uh, some stuff is missed outright or weird word choices. The Planetarium Chapter 1 isn't described as spoiled by Maho, but broken because that's how words work. <laughs> Marka's introduction, she says she's licking Japanese. It's a gag. To be fluent is to be parapara. The action of licking is paraparo. Did not translate. In Chapter 15, Makura says, please help me along the way. I saw that. Investing of saying help. In Japanese, she is saying onogashi chimasu instead of omogashi shimasu. I would translate this as cheese to meet you <laughs> because I'm a monster. But it would have made sense. That would have made more sense. God. Right. And, oh my God. I'm so happy. For some reason, this translation note like reminded me. There, it was so funny how often they used quotations for really important words. There is one word of like, oh my God, where is it? Yeah, they were like the giant tower yeah, light yeah, after seeing time. Shirafune. Like, like there's so many quotations of like, ah, what do you mean the end of the universe quote unquote i love the translation note where they're like he calls something huge and he's like in the original japanese he uses this word which means huge and i'm like okay keikaku means plan david keikaku means plan <laughs> but yeah it was literally a kakaku it was literally a kakaku means plan trans translator note also, here's here's a miscellaneous thought. So they mentioned that Maho is a genius at space, which, of course, you know, very inconsistent. Why did they need to explain to him what a supernova was? Why did they need to explain uh, to any of them what a supernova was? That's what the Academy was for. You went to Space Academy. What? Dude, I kind of know what a supernova is. They just never got around to talking about how stars work at Space Academy. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. What else do they fucking teach you there? Yeah. I don't know, but we're going to teach our listeners some final verdicts, so why don't we get into that? So now that we get in the final verdict, let's get into our six-word summaries from the community. From Tucker, Psychic Stuff Came Out of Nowhere, Maxi Beat, Cancellation, The Final Frontier of Stars, mm -hmm. Chicken Warlord, Special Space and Science, See Star Studded, Star -studded Schooling, Diego, Reach for the Stars, Actually No, Dude Rocks, Protect is literally Galaxy Brain, huh? <laughs> Lord Anubis, Still Waiting for a Sci-Fi Battler, Meru, Wait, There's No Gundam in it? Ah, see? Yeah. I, uh, I posted the Star Children in the Discord. 
Portal Man, Close Encounters of the Manga Kind. I like that. That's a good one. Resident Warhammer Nerd. Wait, this isn't about Resident Evil? Ah, because stars. Yeah, we made that joke in the chibi. <laughs> Real? Hey, did you hear about space? Spubby? Okay, Alexa, play Feel So Moon. I was waiting to if that was going to trigger my, my Alexa. Okay, um, cool. <laughs> Spike, when the stars are out of reach, the Duke of Dumbass. Instead, watch Space Battleship Yamato 1974. Fact, spaced. Actually, I think 2199 is better, but anyway. Oh, ooh, we love mm. to take them up. The Grey Potter. Evil Joxa enjoys casual child endangerment. Slash, we have Space Brothers at home, which is my recommendation. So that's mm-hmm. why I hadn't brought it up yet. Yeah. And uh, so, Shaves, what was your six-word summary, my friend? I, 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 space! that's about the creative process of this manga (laughs) jordan how about yours space is actually really fucking boring yeah and then uh mine as i talked about my original one was offer red show don't tell backwards Mm -hmm. and then my actual new one was the kid really jerked off an alien (laughs) because that's that's the thing that will stick about this series with me for the rest of time oh my god it's like how optimus prime showed up in zip man yeah yeah (laughs) which for the record, is amazing, Shane. Yeah, yeah. He does nothing. He does. He only appears once. He sits in a bathtub and just does nothing. But Optimus Prime is in like the big villain silhouette picture. It's like the Mario Party of Luigi does nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are we all agreed that this is a certified flop? Yeah. I. Oh my god. I was so angry at this. On their own, it wasn't an axed, right? Because like, I imagine the other cases, like if the manga is actually good but gets axed for whatever reason, they completely earned getting canceled like this. They're just like, like you need to stop, bro. Calm down. <laughs> Try something else. Well, I mean, it was good for their careers, actually, that the series ended. Yeah. And then, uh, Shaves, what would you recommend someone check out instead? I, it's it's tough, right? Because I, it, readers who are interested in these flops or stuff, I don't know if they've seen a lot of the older stuff. So we were just all talking in chat about how hard it was to read this just because of the, the myriad of things about it. And I'll say that I was watching Fist of the North Star 2 alongside uh, reading this, and it was a heck of a lot better. Hell yeah. You would think that like, you know, Fist of the North Star, great series. Yeah, I don't know if, if, if you guys have seen it yet. Oh, um, I've seen it. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. But then I kind of avoided two for a long time the sequel because just feels superfluous like how could you get better than Rao how do you continue after that and it does feel like extra feel like you know extending it out for the first couple episodes but then they really get in their pocket and this is like this is why it's so good it's just like they get good characters and they invert with them with their characterization like the this guy who's like this very threatening intimidating strong guy turns out to be a pretty cool dude and it's like it's, it's like actually reasonable and chill and it's like that's such a like a euphoric thing for Fish north star because people who know how to fight it's very likely that they're bad guys because might makes right in this universe so when they're actually cool and like a good guy they become like the most chattest like best character ever type of shit it's so good kenshiro is like the prototypical manga giga chat oh certainly but then everyone around him right where he they have a lot more like charisma than kenshiro <laughs> kenshiro's kind <laughs> of an art which is fine like he has his thing it's his own character but like in two they have this bounty hunter who's all like american themed he literally has like a usa type jacket or something God, and he's I blonde love american and themed manga characters it's so good and Kenshiro spares him because he's like, you have someone you love. Like, I can tell that you're not a full bad guy. Like, Kenshiro is just Jesus like that. Yeah. And it does turn out that he's, and he has this whole thing with like, he's fighting for his woman. He just is yeah. like, I'm fighting, for my, I'm fighting for my woman. And it turns out to be his adoptive daughter that like, Aww. he was he was like on the brink of death and this woman saved him and she had a kid. And then the woman dies. And so he adopts the kid. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> that does sound pretty awesome. Uh, like, wow. So yeah, I, I, would, I guess my recommendation 
recommendation, maybe Fist of the North Star, Fist of the North Star 2. I know it has nothing to do with stars, but it's like anything better than this. It's been on my list. I'm going through Dr. Slump right now. And then, oh, yeah. Jordan, what is your recommendation? My recommendation is Life on Another Planet by Will Eisner. Oh, God, his paneling is so good. His paneling is fucking amazing. Like, Diegetic gutters. Diegetic gutters. This dude only uses square panels when he wants to. He doesn't need to. They should name an award after this guy. But, haha. You know, the guy's got balls when, like, the cover for this manga, for this manga, <laughs> for this series, his name is written in the Disney font. That's just how he rolls, man. Right, right. Such a Chad. Yeah. That is an amazing little graphic novel where the the actual point is some scientists get a message from outer space, uh, seemingly from aliens, and it triggers this massive political strife with, like, spies. So literally the plot we wanted this manga to have. Exactly. Literally the plot that we wanted this manga to have. That's awesome. Yeah. Highly recommend Life on Another Planet's great. And then um, my recommendation, no surprise, is Space Brothers. It's literally, I think this series struggled because everything it tried to do was like, how do I make it as not Space Brothers? Because Space <laughs> Brothers is essentially this series, but really well written and has very hard sci-fi. So everything makes sense. And like they actually did their homework on everything. Just go check it out and you'll learn a lot of cool science facts too. And their exam work is actually very good. Ooh. And it's about, yeah, and the protagonist is like, tw- like 30 years old. So it's like from like a much more pr- mature perspective. You know, the age you would think an astronaut should actually be. Jesus Christ, he must be, like, almost dead. What an ancient... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine being 30? He gets two knee replacements throughout the series. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like one of the details is they have to do a breath test, and he's really good because he was a trumpist, so that's how he, like, passes the oxygenation test. Oh, Because he has, like, yeah. really strong lung capacity from it. That shit's, like, real, yeah. But yeah, and then, uh, Jordan, is this the worst series we have ever read since this is a certified flop? I know it's not, but it f- I'm so angry at it, I almost want to say it is. This series wasted so much of our time, it's hard not to be angry at Here's it. the thing, Zahn, sure, Zahn's worse, but I wasn't this furious at Zahn when I finished it. You blitzed through Zahn, you can read Zahn in two hours. Uh, you could blaze through Zahn, this series just, I will never get that time back. I'm so mad at this series. Uh, so I was grateful to it because at least it gave me the the chance because I have I'm really behind, like I have a, a, a watch schedule of like trying to watch through this stuff because I don't want to just like be on hold of this series forever. Yeah. So like I was watch I caught up with my Fist of the North Star. I've also been watching Saint Tail, uh, Kai, Kamikaze Kaito John, and a lot of Sailor Moon R. So like you know oh, yeah. I was really behind on a lot of those stuff. So it was, it was just it was just really nice to consume other media while I struggled through this media. <laughs> <laughs> Happy. I'll to say help. it gave me that. So. Oh, man. And we are happy to have you on. So why don't we go to shout outs? So as I already said, uh, Ships, thank you so much. You survived your star journey. Do you mind telling the audience all about all of the amazing things you do? Yeah, so I, like I said, I, I have two channels. Well, first, uh, my uh, main channel is Caribou Coon, and I, I, I'm i taking a bit of a hiatus on it with like a few months because my last video flopped pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I did pretty poorly. It's decent. It's a, it's a video about um how Tears of the Kingdom feels like a Hayao Miyazaki movie. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, thank you. So that that didn't do so well. So I'm, I'm kind of uh, trying to work on other projects for, for Discotech and um, revving up to release the finalized video of the 
anime encyclopedia street because like you know i've been streaming it for about two years now reading it and the idea with this was that like you know i would do this big long project and it would culminate into a, a video that you could watch kind of you don't have to you know you don't have to see the entire stream that led up to it but if you're interested in seeing more about like the research and the all the different things that we found there's this whole playlist of stuff so that was like the, the idea behind it and this took way longer than i was ex I, I guess i should have expected it like you're reading an entire encyclopedia <laughs> godspeed yeah so the video that's pretty much what i'm going to be working on and and you should look forward to that's awesome man i just want to say props to jordan for making the opening editing theme being a great co-host and helping with the editing and thank you david for all the hard work that you do with the editing and putting the overall episodes together thank you no no problem props to mer lyle for the awesome cover art find her online at lyle mer and nigel for being our generous art benefactor thanks to dylan for assistance with editing find his podcast anime at context at animecontext.com thanks to tucker and maxi b for assistance with pronunciation translation other miscellaneous research oh shit i forgot to mention the fact so sorry about this tucker tucker actually pointed out that some of the names are puns which i don't think we brought up I, I wouldn't be surprised. So let me go through this real fast. So yeah, yeah. Shirofune Maho, his family name means white ship, and his personal name means pitch black sail. And Amachi Wataru's family name is written as space earth, and his personal name means to ferry across. And um, Heshihara uh, Meguru's family name means starfield. <laughs> okay, okay, Bethesda. And personal name means to go or orbit around. So Tucker, I'm so sorry I forgot to mention that in the character section. Yep, uh, what a fun little nugget. Mm -hmm. And then I want to say you can find us on Twitter at ShonenFlopcast. Our website ShonenFlop.com. Jordan has also been running our tumblr which has been super dope jordan Hell thanks yeah. so much for all your hard work on that and uh yeah and you can also find us at shonenflop.com and we are on spotify itunes youtube wherever else you get your podcast and come join the shonenflop discord open to everyone we have over 500 people hang out with us talk about anime games wherever else on your mind we also have a monthly movie night find a link to it in the show notes or on our site and if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going consider subscribing to our patreon we would be able to keep the show running without their support you also get a ton of awesome perks like exclusive content including jordan what are we dropping this month in september for our listeners we are dropping the coverage of The Right Way to Make Jump with Luke, a.k.a. Coltrig, our good friend. Yes, he was our guest on our Morking episodes. We're doing part one, and then stay tuned for part two, because we're actually going to have an Eisner Award-nominated guest on where we're bringing Joey back in October, and I'm excited for that, too. Fuck yeah! Speaking of Will Eisner... We should have him on the show. Yeah, let's get him on the fucking show! If Anybody know? died 18 years ago. Anybody know a necromancer? I do, actually. Fuck yeah. All right. And then I want to give some shouts to our patrons. So I want to say a big thank you to our Dolphin Dads. Happy birthday to you, to Woo. Happy birthday to Woo. Happy birthday, Sean. And I saw you at Tiki Bob's. You grabbed my butt. Now I need to address. Moving on down to the Ravioli tier where you get weekly photos of Ravioli. And I brought my high quality camera so you can see the Goblin in Ultra HD this week. We Fuck have yeah. Chris, Eva, Josh, Karate Chopsticks, Rachel, my wonderful fiance. Thank you so much for that copy of Baldur's Gate. I'm not going to touch for two weeks because I, I have to meet Sia Stars and Trevor Schechner. Moving on down to the King of the Forest, we have 090Z, Bandit Stoof. Ah, my girlfriend! Shell Florine, Gabe Lando, Jacob Andrew Galloway, King Salamander, Kirby Mont, Marty, Max Baker, Not Jeff, T, T Wolfwood, and Tommy Boy. Thank you all so much for sponsoring the show. And I just want to say thank you to our Galactic Ball Federation officers and our Beast Children. Yes, thank you so much. I love all of you. And then, Jordan, is there anything else you want to add in? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, check out Mission Ignition. There you go. All right. And then all that's left is let's go to sign off. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in next Monday as we give our first thoughts on Fabricant 100. Everyone's been asking for it. We are I fucking it. knew we're that not. was going to get canceled. I fucking knew it. We all knew it was 36 chapters, so we're making an exception because so many people want us to cover this series. Yeah. This has been David. This has been Jordan. This has been Shaves. Yo, peace. <laughs> You've been listening to Shonen and Flop. Keep on flopping, flopping. Yeah. Glizzy, glizzy, glizzy gang. Glizzy gang. Glizzy gang. Glizzy gang. Yeah. Glizzy, glizzy gang. Gang, right. gang. Bye. See ya.